Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Robin Leonard is out for the upcoming season with a hip injury. What is VGK going to do to address its needs in the crease? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You could find us on Twitter. I am at Tony Dasco. He is at uh, TD Chris G. I'm all sorts of getting ahead of myself. You are listening and watching Lockdown Golden Knights at Lockdown VGK on Twitter at Lockdown VGK on our YouTube channel, which Chris has put together quite nicely. And make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, tune in wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. And I'm just getting excited because I have to jump into this. And it's taken me over a day now, Chris. But I have to admit, you know, that I really was not surprised when I found out on Thursday, just like you probably, that Robin Leonard is expected to now miss the upcoming season. He is out with a hip injury. And we knew at the end of this last season that VGK wouldn't have the services of Leonard, at least at the start of the upcoming season. Kelly McCrimmon told us that. And now we're going to understand that he's going to have hip surgery pretty soon. It's kind of late in the game, but he's still, I guess, on the mend from he supposedly had uh, the shoulder surgery. Perhaps he had knee surgery. The hip bone is attached to the tailbone, all that stuff. And, of course, here we go. And Vegas fans earlier this week, Chris, they're chirping Carolina after the Canes. Max Pacioretty was injured, out for six months with that Achilles injury. Carolina and the NHL to VGK, hold my beer. Robin Leonard, you know, Robin Leonard, uh, you know, we didn't know anything about these injuries. And, you know, Frank Saravelli, Dr. Frank Saravelli, he is owed an absolute apology from Robin Leonard. Ab- uh, Emily Kaplan, same thing. Emily Kaplan, they both uh, were, were talking about all these injuries. Robin Leonard, no way, I'm not injured. Whatever. He is on currently, um, he is on the LDIR. He's on the long-distance injured reserve list because he's in Sweden. And I don't even know. I don't know if I don't even know if Robin Leonard's going to be coming back to the VGK. So he's out for the start of the season. On today's show, we're going to be talking about options later on for VGK between the pipes. We're going to also talk about perhaps some other players that they could bring in now, as there is some salary cap money that has been cleared. And okay, so VGK starts off. I think that they'll start off the season an LTIR with a couple of lines and uh, a couple of goalies. Oh, things are going so well here in Happyville. All so right, we, a lot so to unpack there. Go well, ahead, you're man. good. You're good. I'm you're just, good. Uh, you could tell I'm fired up. I'm stumbling. I'm just all over the place. But <laughs> this, again, is more drama and not necessarily what they need at this point, drama for the VGK. You gave me time to do some redecorating in the office behind me while you put all that together. So I know, that's you okay. drank an entire, and you also drank an entire cup of coffee. That's pretty cool. And a nice oh, yeah, flurry jersey I... back there. I like that one. Which one? The flurry jersey. Oh, yeah. That's that, that's my dual Blackhawk uh, Golden Knight one back there that I never got to show him because I missed Flurry's comeback game last year due to me having COVID, my kid having COVID, and whatever. But um, not, not, not the topic in hand right now. So... I guess a couple things. One, VGK fans, relax, relax. And when I say relax, I don't mean about the next season and stuff like that. I mean, 
the comments and stuff. Like there's people doing victory laps about this and, and that's something I don't like. And, you know, this is just a very quick 15 second thing. I, I was a, a, a soccer player, my, my youth life, uh, played goaltender for most of that time. And I was on just a terrible high school team. Our Dean was the coach because he probably got in trouble for doing something and they made him the coach of the team. He knew absolutely nothing about it. But I remember one day I'm riding on the bus and I wasn't having a good season, just like the rest of my team. And just randomly, the coach is talking about the lineup and he says, oh, and we're going to play XYZ player in goal and not me. And the whole bus cheered. And I felt bad. Like it was something that I, I even remember to this day. It's not it didn't mess me up or anything like that. But it's just one of those things that that I remember, and, and no one outside of the universe, outside of that bus, knew that Chris Golick was not going to be the JV starting goalie for the Glenbard North Panthers in 1996. Yikes. More coffee. Wow. It's not coffee. Um, so no one outside of that bus knew that was happening at that moment. Now we have an, like what seems like an entire city cheering that Robin Leonard is injured, folks, and I just don't get that. Like, I get last season was what it was. I get everything that happened. I get the the polarization that comes with uh, with uh, Robin Leonard. But man, this is just that's just too much. Like VGK fans, calm down a little bit. Yes, there's going to be changes to the roster, and maybe it does lead to you know acquisitions. And we'll talk about that in the third segment. But you know, having that type of excited reaction, folks, that's just you know just you shouldn't call yourself a fan of this hockey team if that's how you feel when one of our players, any of our players goes down like that. So that's just my message to the VGK fans. If you're going to be happy that Robin Leonard is injured and gone, just, just, you know, see yourself out the door. The only thing, the, the only thing that really gets to me. Okay. So you can't tell me that this organization didn't know about the multitude of injuries. You can't tell me that Pete DeBoer had no idea that he was injured when his entire body's falling apart. DeBoer, DeBoer looks better all of a sudden. In all this, DeBoer looks better, you know, and okay. I think I know where you're going with that there maybe. So let me give a little clear, a little clarity to that comment. DeBoer was starting to sit him in favor of, of, um, in favor of Logan Thompson and things like that. And there's a lot of people now saying DeBoer came across as like a tyrant that didn't care about his injuries and stuff like that. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far, folks. I think that's definitely uh, shaking the tree a little too hard, trying to get something to fall out. But, you know, if your number one goalie puts his skates on, you play him. That's just, that's just how it goes, no matter what the injuries are. If that's your number one goalie, you're going to give that player a shot no matter what. And then obviously, if uh, things don't go well, that's when you pull him out of a big game down the stretch. So we're talking about the game against the Caps when uh, when uh, uh, he was pulled for Logan Thompson. And that game obviously finished out the way that it did. So, you know, yeah, I guess we got to give Robin Leonard some credit for trying to play through all of this. I don't think he was trying to skirt this. I do think he was legitimately injured. And maybe now at the end of the season, I do understand why he was trying to, you know, basically say, listen, I'm not good enough to 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 play for this team right now. I mean, the hip injury is not new. I think we can agree on that, right, Tony? This, there's no way this is just an injury that popped up over the last three months. And then I'll parlay that right. with, uh, for, for a seven-to-one payout at the window. I'll parlay that to the fact that there's no way VGK just learned on August 11th that Robin Leonard is going to be out for the year. I, I just I, – I'm not buying that. Maybe – Maybe they didn't know right at the start of the offseason because I think that might have changed the trajectory of things a little bit. 
But this definitely didn't just come to fruition yesterday, folks. No way. Yeah, no. So VGK has been hiding these injuries all along for a variety of reasons. I just think, again, it's that smarter than you mentality where, okay, we're going to load up on the LTIR. We're going to play these games with the cap. Hey, they wouldn't have to play all these games with the cap if they didn't exceed the salary cap by that much. If you're, uh, you know, one of those teams in contention, I understand. Yes, you can maybe skirt it a little bit, play some of those games, but they were fully loaded there with 500-plus man games missed. And remember when VGK, Chris, too, something that uh, came back to me yesterday was VGK kept telling us during these injuries, oh, Robin Leonard is having maintenance days, and that's why he's not at practice. Yeah. it's, It's just a big lie again. And, like, I would just like more transparency with this organ, I was going to say organization. No, let's go Canadian organization. <laughs> okay, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. I, I do trust the process, but you know, I hear what you're saying. Um, how much clarity do we need? How much clarity do we deserve? And you know, let, let's go back to Riley Smith here for a second. We hear about a handshake uh, deal that obviously came to fruition the moment Max Pacioretty was traded. So let's just kind of talk about that timeline for a second here. Why does VGK wait until August 11th instead of announcing this? I don't know. I, I, I'll i just make up a number. I think that this was probably a possibility 90 days ago he was going to be gone. I think 60 days ago they probably were starting to really think, okay, this really might be happening. And then 30 days ago or less, I'm assuming they probably knew this was what the path was going to be. So the only, again, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but I, I did put this out there in the Twitterverse the moment I learned about the Leonard News Maybe the reason that it just got announced now is because a signing is coming. And I connected the dots there to Kadri. I'm I'm still surprised that Kadri hasn't been signed. Obviously, he wants more than what teams are willing to pay right now. Well, all of a sudden, VGK has got some money on the table. So let's see if, you know, some type of signing is now announced in the intimate future here. That's kind of my conspiracy theory in all of this. It's just... Maybe it's not a good one. I don't know. And we'll we'll dig more into that later. But I think that might just be the timing as to why we're just learning on August 11th, discussing on August 12th about something that probably was in the works since June 1st, maybe less. My concern with the VGK is that they feel, (laughs) well, a major concern with the VGK is that I believe still that they have this... uh, the sort the sort of swagger where they think that with the parts that they have all those pieces in place currently that they have a Stanley Cup caliber team you know every year it's been oh no we can win it all with this roster and there's like 10 guys out and they're okay great so keep believing that and you know i just have to go back to uh the trading deadline before the trading deadline uh when uh, Leonard was in and out of the lineup early in you know in this whole season why didn't they go out and get another goalie? I, I just it just blows my mind that they haven't gone out. Yes, it's the money thing. What? Uh, just put you know what? Put Laurent Brassois on LTIR two for the entire season, and let's start anew. Let's go out and get a couple of goalies. I, I just can't understand why they didn't make any moves. And you know, going back to Leonard, Leonard has brought a lot of this outside of the mental illness issues. He has brought so much on himself, though, too, uh, because sometimes he just chirps too much. He talks too much. 
just the denial of these injuries with nationally respected reporters. Frank Saravelli, Dr. Saravelli is one of the best, I believe, personally, and credible. And he had sources that told him that there were all these injuries. And then Leonard, though, just this is when you just pipe down. Why would he come out and say, hey, look at me. Look, do I look? Yeah, you're falling apart at the seams. He has three that we know of injuries, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he had the shoulder. We believe that there was the knee. And now it's the hip injury. And why why wait so long? Maybe he's recovering from those other uh, surgeries. Why wait so long where he has not even had the hip surgery? That's one of my biggest questions right there. And uh, is he going to just stay in Sweden? I mean, is this the end of the line for Robin Leonard? That's another question. Uh, this will be, I think, year three coming up of the five-year contract for Leonard. Uh, will he ever suit up for the Golden Knights again? I, I think he'll have to because I don't know. You know, this is something we talked about coming into the offseason about the potential of trading him in another salary dump uh, circumstance. And now we're talking about the same player who is one year removed off of hip surgery that kept him out of the lineup. Pardon me. That kept him out of the lineup for an entire season. So the answer is yes, as long as he doesn't retire. Well, the answer is no, he will be suiting up for VGK again sometime in season seven because who's going to take him and his $5 million? We're not going to hold on to any of that salary in a trade. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, season six, get better, whether you stay in Sweden that whole time, whether you uh, start tweeting more or talking more or whatever that is, you know, we'll, we'll see you in a season number seven and, you know, we'll have plenty of off-season content between season six and seven to address, obviously, as we await the triumphant return of uh, of Robin Leonard. I'm just thinking back to the Blues Brothers and their triumphant return to that gig in Indiana that they did and all that. But that's another show for another time here. But, you know, back to the comments about the injuries and stuff like that. Like, I don't think these players necessarily owe a whole lot to the media and some players, you know, we've, we've discussed how coaches handle themselves and how players handle themselves, but, but, but when you are in all this denial, when you, you know, basically say they're lying or, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going back to the conversations that happened right after that game when he was pulled against Washington. And that's when Emily Kaplan was making the comments and Saravelli and everything, you know, at some point, I mean, Hey, if Leonard wants to uh, show what he's made of, how about he? How about he contacts one of them and sits down for an interview and just says, "Okay, fire away. I'll, I'll yeah. give you everything." Uh, he owes them a, an apology at the very, very least, just uh, that's because fair. he that's made fair. a mockery out of that whole system and everything that they talked about. And again, folks, uh, we know that he has the mental uh, health issues and all that. This guy, this really has nothing to do with that. You don't just you know, deny when you're just for the sake of trying to prove otherwise, because now uh, we see the proof that he was an injured goalie. I mean, it was just, it was awful at times. He'd go down on the ice to make a save and he just could never get back up. He's flopping around. I called him the walrus at some point this season. Uh, The fans were cheering when he was yanked from that game against Dallas where he gave up the three goals on 10 shots. And luckily for the VGK, Brossois came back. Brossois came back and helped him out, and they won the game. 
but yeah, there's just been so much drama that I think a lot of that is unnecessary. If you're injured, then just, again, I know you want to fight through these injuries. I know that you want to play games. Great. I understand all of that. But when it came to the point of all these claims, the best thing I felt for Robin Leonard to do was just to to be quiet. Like, why would he come back and, you know, and then try to contest their reports when all those reports now turn out to be true? No, you're it's all fair, Tony. And obviously you're much more on the media side. I'm just the, the fan that likes to talk hockey. So you certainly see this from a different uh, perspective than I do, but I, I get it all. And, you know, I'll say it again. I don't think the players owe the media much unless they want to use the media as a media to talk directly to the fans and stuff like that. Like I'm okay with stuff like that. And, you know, we talked about how different players interview differently and stuff like that. You get a lot more from Jonathan March or so after a game than you do Riley Smith, who sticks a little more to the, you know, to the the pre-selected and predetermined answers. And that's okay. And that's okay. But when these comments come out about the injuries and stuff like that, and the fact that, you know, you're, you might be missing the entire season and things like that. And now, like, how do you, how do you feel? And this hip injury isn't new. I don't think the concern for him missing an entire season wasn't new. I could only assume that they were maybe looking at different options and different ways to address this and, trying to find a way to get him back to full health as close to the start of the regular season as possible. And I mean, I think DeBoer don't necessarily quote me on this, but I thought DeBoer even made a comment that he expected Leonard to be back by the start of the season and stuff like that. And you might be able to go find other tweets and stuff like that from various outlets that reported similar. And now you see this, you know, yeah, I mean, dude just got to walk it back and whatever it is, you know, it's, it, it is a blemish on his character. I think a little bit, I don't think, I'm not questioning his heart and by any means, but you know, maybe it, maybe it's denial. Maybe it's just, you know, hoping everything's going to work out and things magically take care of themselves. I, I don't know. I can't put myself in Leonard's head, but looking at the grand scheme of things, the way last season ended, the mentions in the media, the national media, very well-respected media uh, members about how damaged he currently is. And the fact he might not play the rest of the season, like it, it was all valid at the time. And now it's been validated Yeah. And okay. So you are a season ticket holder. And at times due to all this adversity, the fan base has been a little bit up and down, a little wishy-washy, if you will. They don't know which way to go, which way to turn. They're starting to see that, uh, you know, again, there is a lack of transparency from the front office of the Vegas Golden Knights. That is a fact folks. And now they're starting to see that there are just so many other issues and just the drama. Why? I mean, like we've said before, we have no problem filling up shows here on Locked On VGK because they just keep giving us more fodder. Um, see, Tony, this is where I think you and I differ a little bit. I don't need the transparency. I don't need the stuff like that from the front office because not not because I care or don't care. Um, there's a couple reasons. One, this is entertainment for me. Uh, I've loved hockey my whole life. I love the game of hockey. I'm now emotionally connected to the Vegas Golden Knights because this is, you know, obviously where I've uh, spent most of my adult life. I've been here since 2008. And I think just, you know, like many uh, Las, uh, Las Vegas locals, we have the direct connection due to the October 1 tragedy and everything that happened, too. I think that's also a big part of it. So uh, I look at Vegas, uh, at the Golden Knights hockey as entertainment, as just an awesome experience. 
And then also mainly um, my son, and not not excluding my daughter, Allie, but my son, Christopher, has taken to hockey much more than she has. So I look at the connection that it's created between me and my son and then me and my family as well. Me and, me and the family do go to a bunch of games together. We plan a day out of it and stuff like that. So and you paint the ice and you've gone there and painted. The yeah, ice. that's that's how I that's how I view it now looking at it simply as a fan who wouldn't be, you know, who doesn't have a family, just the, you know, the, the person who's connected just because of the game and the team, as far as the transparency goes, there's stuff that happens so many levels above, you know, what is being discussed with us as far as trades, as far as business, as far as just, you know, I I think back to when I, when I worked uh, at the casino, you know, there was so many things that happened well above me, stuff I thought I should have been involved in and conversations about business and things like that. And, you know, I just had my little poker room that was maybe worth one, maybe one and a half percent of the net bottom line in the entire, you know, year. So I'm not involved in all these big time decisions about the property. And I certainly know there's, (laughs) I certainly know there's a bunch of lip service and shout out to planet Hollywood for not getting their, uh, their roofing situation taken care of on the mess. It was raining as it was raining inside uh, yesterday, but it did make moving, it rain. Oh, yeah. that's great. It was that started off as a small leak six years ago, Tony. I'm, I'm not kidding you. They would put a garbage can under that and just whatever, <laughs> no big deal. And we, that's we a casino that's way. That's too. not just isolated to one casino here. No, yeah. but now it's a friggin' now it's the Rainforest Cafe in there. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. That was hey, good. we got to take we have to take a, a break here. <laughs> we do. Uh, we and do. coming up next, we've got uh, some answers. Perhaps what are some of the options out there uh, between the pipes for the Vegas Golden Knights? You are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball and the Field of Dreams game was really cool last night. Uh, NFL preseason going on. NBA when it's in season. The National Hockey League. Combat sports. They have over-unders on the amount of Robin Leonard injuries. All of that. Esports. Even golf. They have it all. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action and, and everything that's going on today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us wherever you get your podcast. And Chris, with Robin Leonard out, let's talk about some of the options for VGK in the crease. And I also have to ask you, or is this in the next segment, are they going to be able to sign the two remaining free agents? So, yes, to your second question. I don't think that's going to be an issue based on the financial situation. Um, Talking about between the pipes, we got Logan Thompson, folks, uh, 10, 5, and 3 or something like that last season. Less than 20 NHL games started. I think Patera may have appeared in one NHL game or a period of an NHL game or something like that. I was trying to find that as we were were chatting there. So we have less than 20 games of NHL experience between the pipes, folks. Let's go get them. Um, Outside of within the organization, uh, Seville or Savale was um, doing well with HSK last year. Is he ready to make the NHL jump? Um, he might have to in an emergency situation. Ferguson 
just uh, found himself over in um, uh, for a PTO, a paid tryout with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. We signed, who did we sign last? We signed someone. We talked about this, Tony. Forgive me. And I'm, I'm terrible for not remembering this. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Was that the goalie? Yeah, that 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 was the name. So let's uh, pull up that hockey DB right now and just kind of see. Okay. uh, And while we're doing that, okay, we're going to have a situation here where you're saying all these other names, but Laurent Brassois is probably going to start the season on LTIR. We don't know what his injury is. Uh, but he's supposed to be out and not ready for the start of this upcoming season. I have been begging, begging, even from the get-go. Uh, I didn't believe that with those two goalies, with Leonard and Brossois, Chris, that these these were the goalies that were going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup. Okay? I'm just going to be honest here. All along. And then the injuries started to mount. And why in the world, again, I know it's salary cap constraints and everything else, but they like to juggle players in and out, LTIR, whatever. Okay, however they they juggle the books, they still needed a high caliber or at least an experienced or a playoff tested, a playoff tested goaltender. I, I really, I could, that really just drives me nuts because I've been talking about this for such a long time. And I, I just for the life of me, and now a lot of those good goaltenders are gone. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, the goaltender position is incredibly important, folks, and I want to make sure I'm clear on that. Also, the goaltender position is very streaky, very streaky is the best word I can think of while I'm on the spot here with this light flashing on me. Um, John Sebastian Jaguar, Jiggy with the Anaheim Ducks, what, 2003, 2004, 2000, whatever that was, that team had no no business making the type of run that it did. But a hot goalie can do wonders for you in the playoffs, in the regular season. So if there's one spot where you might be able to get lucky and find lightning in a bottle with a Logan Thompson, with a Patera, with a Michael Hutchinson, or insert player name here. We'll talk about that probably in a few minutes, but you could get lucky there. And VGK just might have to have themselves in a spot where they're going to get lucky. And maybe the signing of Michael Hutchinson was a bit more under the radar at the time, but now maybe it does make sense. And maybe, Tony, it validates the fact that Robin Leonard, VGK knew for a while it was going to happen. Maybe that is the validation. And for whatever reason, folks, they had to wait till August 11th for some weird reason. I mean, remember, VGK dug up some strange thing where they made the excuse where Robin Leonard had to be the backup goalie for that Sunday night game or whatever that game was, the game against the Sharks. And then they had to put him on LTI or after that. Remember that, Tony, in the end yeah, of the year? Was it, and they had to make sure that, was it Coglin that was activated, that he it played was as well? It was just some quirky. Something weird. And maybe there's something in the rules. Like, I, that's one of the spots where I certainly, I make the comments, I don't necessarily think the the, the people that run the team have, have a direct responsibility to be clear and transparent. But when, um, when McCurran made that comment about, I'm not going to tell you or something about whatever that re- I think he was asked about that in locker cleanout day, exactly what happened. And I think he just said, like, I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to explain it. Like, but there was something, there was some rule or something strange about that. So when you talk about trust and transparency, that's where I need it. When, when, when you're asked a question like that. 
Um, but I do believe now looking at the Michael Hutchinson deal and I mean, Hutchinson, he's got going back to 2013 folks. He's got a bunch of games with the Winnipeg Jets bounced around with Florida, Toronto, Colorado, a game here, a game there. So he's a body. He's a body. He's probably going to do more in the AHL this season, assuming we get the NHL situation worked out. But it's a very good chance game number one, Logan Thompson is the first uh, goalie off the ice, followed by Michael Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very realistic uh, idea. And then Brassois comes back, hopefully gets healthy, can spell, you know, can maybe even close. I, I don't like a 50 50 split between him and Thompson, but if that's what happens, um, let's see if we can get through it. But if that's the case, folks, you know, and maybe I'll just kind of lead us into segment three here on uh, unannounced, but VGK has about $7 million to work with now in salary cap money with Robin Leonard being gone. So do they do something with a goalie? Do they do a little shopping on the free agency market right now? Well, uh, you know, I'll let Tony take us there in a few minutes. Okay. So Logan Thompson, we love the guy, or at least I do. He was a little upset with your comments that he's got to be traded. Yeah, but he probably knew when he made that comment about Robin He Leonard. knew what was going on, right? Call yeah, what it is. Sure. Uh, 19 games, small sample size, as you mentioned. You know, it's I can equate this maybe to baseball, where the second time around, you know, like you'll you'll face a pitcher either the second time around in the order or the second time that they face a pitcher, they have him more well scouted and what have you, and we're going to have to see how he responds. I think that I think he's going to be a solid and serviceable goalie and could someday earn the number one spot. I really do believe that. But we, that just still remains to be seen. There's just a lot of question marks there. And then Leonard played only 44 games last season. And then you have Brossois. And I still, I still believe, Chris, that they might have shut him down because they felt that he just wasn't good enough. And, and, and DeBoer even took shots at him. I thought they shut him down, not for the reasons that a lot might believe with injuries and such. I just felt that he was just not good. So I have got a lot of concerns. And then I've been uh, – now, who else is out there? I still think uh, Semyon Verlamov, the Islanders goalie, um, he's in the last year of a, a five-year contract, a four-year contract, I should say, at $5 million. At 20 wins uh, with the Avalanche a couple of seasons ago. He knows the division. I think someone like that might be good. And then, again, what does become of the free agent signings? Jake Lashizen and Nick Haig. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll return with more. We'll answer those questions. I know I'm telling you, Chris's head's about to explode, too. He's got so much on his mind. Back with more after this on Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick in Las Vegas. We appreciate you listening and, again, subscribing to our brand spanking new YouTube channel. And leave those comments for Chris all night and all day. Talk about polarization, brother. I'm telling you. Okay, so uh, thoughts on Verlamov or some other goalies that are still out there, perhaps. Uh, talk about the free agent signings of Jake Lashizen. And we need the Knicks at night, both of them. Nick Waz signed. What about Nick Hague? So I don't want a $5 million goalie. I don't want another $5 million goalie on the books. I would start by saying that. I think that money can be repurposed in a different direction. We can hit on that in a couple of seconds here. 
Um, yeah, let's find a way to get Nick Hague locked up and hopefully it's not $3 million. I don't think he's, you know, no disrespect. I don't think he's a $3 million player on the market. Just yeah. They, they, that's the word out there, right? They want I, I don't know. I, I honestly haven't had my ear to the ground too much about that. Um, I wouldn't be against some type of deal. I, there are some reports about the Blackhawks maybe showing some interest or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, if it's $3 million, um, I know we have some money available according to the, what you sent me last night right now, according to Cap Friendly, we can exceed the upper limits of the salary cap by roughly $12 million. According to Cap Friendly, basically, I think that gives us, and I could be wrong here, folks, but I think that gives us in the neighborhood of $7 million total monies available to work with, whether that's between the RFAs or you know, I mean, someone like LeCision is going to get a two-way contract, so that money won't hurt as bad. Nick Hague obviously will be a one-way contract. I would, I would like much better, closer in that, you know, two, two and a half, two seven five range if we can get him to that. But now Nick Hague is going to say, "Hey, wait a minute, they got some more money. Let's." Uh, it's all about leverage, folks. It's all about leverage. We've learned so much about this, but just kind of going through here, just looking on cap friendly at players that are available. If they want to make the splash, you sign Kadri. You take. So you're a- saying go, don't even go with a, a goaltender. You're saying let's just load up on offense. We don't care who. Well, no, there's so there there. Braden Holpe's out there, folks. Braden Holpe is out there. He was about battling some injuries. About how much? Last season, his last contract was two million. Tony, his last contract was just two million, and he didn't have that fantastic of a season based on injuries and stuff like that. If you can get him on something that starts with a one for a one-year type of prove-it bridge deal that can help him get paid next year, you know, that's a tire you kick. I mean, folks, no one has made a more important save in T-Mobile Arena than Braden Holpe. Don't forget that. No one has made a more important save than Braden Holpe. And I I like the guy. He was a good goalie. Obviously, he's a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Um, If if you want to make the splash, you look at Braden Holpe and you start talking to Kadri right now. You start talking to Kadri right now. There's a reason Kadri's not signed, folks, and he might want a lot more money. VGK might be able to sweep in and grab him for something that starts with a five right now. And then maybe you have to move on with a Nick Hague and make a trade or something like that. But I'm concerned. One concern of mine, too, is the fact that if they sign someone to like a $2 million deal, they're going to come with, okay, I'll do it, you know, for a team-friendly sort of a deal, but I want term now. And that's where they, they're in so so much trouble already. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, Bray, if Braden Holby comes in, he's not getting term. If Nazim Kadri comes in, he's not getting term. Not getting term, pardon me. But the big splash, folks, if they really want to do do something here now, they got some money. And we know VGK cannot live with a credit card that, that's not maxed out. So if they're going to spend this <laughs> going money. To go come, to Nordstrom's today. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Come, come blank or high water. They're going to find a way to spend this money. They're going to do it probably in the next 72 hours if I know how VGK operates, folks. So some of the names that are out there, I think the big splash, you find a way to get Holpe and Kadri under contracts. Steal Jake Ottinger. Steal Jake Ottinger. He's, he's not going to right now. He's that. having contract issues with uh, Dallas. Steal him from Pete DeBoer. Yeah, but Turn speaking, of, speaking of term, though, speaking then, of term, he's going to want, you know, he's he's going to want a little more than a, than a one-year deal. Some of the I other interesting care. Put names, these other goalies on the scrap pile for now. Just figure it out. I, well, that's I why, think, and that's I why. Don't, yeah. I don't want Brassois. I don't want to see Brassois again with the VGK. You're not going to have a choice on, on Brassois. The, you're not, well, I thought that he would be on the block. You're not going to. No, one, no one's going to take him. No one wants him. Our guy, uh, Dane Lewis, yesterday tweeted Uh-oh. at me, can the Stars interest you in one Anton Hudobin? <laughs> They're trying to, they have too many goalies down there. Holby. 
Yeah, I mean, Ottinger, some of the other... Some of, let's look at our time right now. Some of the other names out there, I mean, Phil Kessel, I don't know what he's going to... His last contract was eh, $6 million for eight goals. He's not getting Kessel? What do you think about Kessel? I think at if age. at age 34, if he says it'll be cool to hang out in Vegas for uh, less than $2 million... I'll scratch. I'll I'll put that that ten spot dollar Kino ticket in. I'll put why, that in. Why doesn't VGK sign some of these deals that we've seen in the off season where they cover up the money against the cap by just giving bigger signing bonuses? Uh, that's a fair question, and I'm not educated enough in the salary system to answer that. I, I just but don't doesn't know that make exactly. sense? Doesn't that makes a lot more sense because then you could pay the player. Right. And then it doesn't go up against your cap or with incentives. I have to think, Tony, there is something out there that prevents that. I mean, if there's one thing we know about VGK, they know the salary cap. They know what it's like to be within a penny of the salary cap. And I would have to assume if there's one strong point that 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 has been thought about. But who knows? Um just real fast. I mean, Stasny is still out there, folks like Stasny. Cody Eakin is out there right now. These are players that have had success in Vegas, you know, and you could do a little shopping because there is concern about our forwards now, obviously, without Max Patch already. So if they want to make that splash, Kadri, Braden Holtby, and let's, you know, strap it down and see what happens. Otherwise, your lottery tickets that are out there, if Phil Kessel wants to come in really cheap, that I would certainly entertain that. Paul Stasny, 21 goals last year, and his contract was only 375. Like, his age obviously is stopping him from getting any type of larger deal. I think I think he still has a house here. I don't think he's watering his lawn, but I think he still has a house here. So there's ways to go with this, folks. There's ways to fix this outside of the goaltending situation. Yeah, the monsoon's been watering his his yard, by the way. The and Planet Hollywood. <laughs> and Planet Hollywood, making it rain in the casino. Yeah, it's, again, you know, I just – we knew that Robin Leonard had a lot of injuries, just the way he was playing, the way he was moving. Uh, folks, I, that's the part that just really gets to me. I really uh, had to believe that Leonard knew, that the organization knew, and that's the part that I think this never-ending saga and the drama with VGK will continue. We didn't get a chance to unveil our WTF, What the Friday. We'll get to that next week. And thanks for all the uh, the content, VGK. You're awesome. Chris, you have a great weekend. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate you for making our fir- you our first listen each and every day. And uh, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you check out our YouTube channel as well. At Lockdown VGK, I'm Tony Cardasco. For my man, Chris Golick, we'll see you next week right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.